hope you all had a wonderful week. Some of you are not there last week. Some of them coming first time. What was it we discussed last week? Fear and insecurity. Huh? Insecurity. So, some of you must have risen above fear, I hope. Or at least become aware as to how to handle fear. In fact, one aspect, if you can rise above fear, it is, that's why I say, what, when you rise above fear, what you experience is courage. So how do we define courage? Lack of fear. Lack of fear. <laughs> Anybody remember, remembers courage? In our class we discussed. Courage. With your fear, you face it. Correct. But how do you? See, courage is the willingness to face challenges in spite of fear. It's not that you don't have fear. Carry this. Uh, to say that I drive a two, if you ask a person like uh, Lewis, what's uh, Hamilton? Lewis Hamilton. Does he have fear? Yes, he might. It is for sure he might have fear. But the he is willing to face the challenges in spite of fear. It is uh, therefore courage. Courage is a beautiful quality to have provided you rise above fear. Fear and courage never go together. It is, uh, you'll always find those who are courageous, I mean, they have fear, but they don't allow the fear to overtake. So that's, uh, that's about fear and insecurity. Today, that discussion is on attitudes. It is, in fact, it is, I used to do this for a, for a youth camp, for uh, youngsters. So it was very different, discussing attitudes. The reason I used to do for the youngsters is because attitudes are developed when you are very young. Most of the attitudes you have now is you got it when you are young, predominantly. And there are some over the time you have taken up. But attitudes, if, when it, positive attitudes formed at an early age, it, it, it shapes your life, it shapes your character. But negative attitudes formed at a very early age is much more difficult to eradicate. Therefore, when I used to do sessions for the, for the youth, and uh, I used to do that, and I used to have a lot of uh, joy in doing it because young minds, very open-minded, uh, receptive, and uh, it was very different. I mean, I did it for a short period of time, but it was very rewarding. So you see, the best part is they would have. I've met some of some of these uh, young children who attended the sessions. After five six years, you know, they grow very fast, and uh, they come and uh, thank you. It, it is uh, I. You helped me a lot in my concentration. Sometimes I don't even remember who. It is, uh, I used to attend the youth sessions and uh, it, it greatly helped in our uh, concentration levels and how we face exams. So, it was, I mean, it's rewarding when at a young age uh, the right attitudes are formed. So, you know, I left it at that. I thought it was more with the youngsters. But, you know, 
So last week in some discussion they said you should discuss on attitudes because uh, yeah, at the word attitudes is used in a, in a negative context. You always say this person has an attitude. In a negative context, you will never, he, the attitude is not, uh, oh, he, sh he shows his attitude. It could be in a, a player like Virat Kohli, he, you, can you can see his attitude on the field. It is, uh, attitude is used more in a negative context than in a positive context. So, I thought you know, it is better we fine tune our attitudes in advance rather than trying to uh, improve on our attitudes. In fact, it is very difficult to work on our attitudes after a period of time because that has formed your character. That attitudes have become a character. In, in, so, that today's discussion is what is attitude and what promotes a negative attitude and what uh, inculcates a positive attitude and how do we handle ourselves with the, the right attitudes in life. So, initially, to, to highlight, you have the right attitude when you have value systems, a proper value systems. It is when your value systems are in place from an early stage in life, you seem to carry the right attitude in your life. That's why certain qualities, you know, certain virtues are becoming so rare now. See, if you have a value system to be healthy, and if you find a person who is very healthy, and when you say that he's a very healthy person, it's becoming rare. It is uh, being non or unhealthy is much more than being healthy. We have our uh, no, Venuji sitting here. Any class he comes, he pulls his leg. You will find him, he will never miss his exercises. Never. Never. He could be coming from work at 9.30. You will find one strange being in Zabil Park walking by himself or running. All that I am saying is, it is a, an attitude towards health which he picked up from an early stage in life. As a result, it's a, it's a part of his character. I remember Alpana telling Sudhir, says, my husband, you know, Sudhir enjoys his work. Somebody who enjoys work is a, is a rare thing now. Am I right? Sudhir, you have to say yes now. Yes, sir. He works hard and he absolutely relishes his work. It is all the, see, how many people can can uh, can claim that? Look here, I, I absolutely relish my work. Very few. See, all that I'm saying is, all these positive qualities is becoming rare or scarce. It is somebody who is, he sleeps very well, not in the lecture. Normally. Says this person sleeps very well because even a youngster finds it difficult to sleep. A digestion, whatever he eats, he digests. There are many people. You, you when they go, they. I remember one lady I met. She had this uh, a card. In fact, she developed into a business allergy card. Now digitally, you all your allergies can be keyed in, and that can be sent to a restaurant. So they will, whichever restaurant you go, accordingly they will prepare. It's somebody who can digest anything. It's very rare. Yeah, there could be certain problems, but generally I'm saying, you know, to digest everything, to sleep well, to enjoy your work, to be healthy, to be smiling. 
you know, I don't know what makes this person like he there she's always smiling rare thing in fact you others get me others are offended i don't know why she is smiling all the time and this is uh, or you, know, you you see something very you are in the midst of a very moving experience and you have tears in your eyes and you know, why are you crying <laughs> I mean, they, they to shed tears for the right things very uh, not everyone can do it so I, I, all that i'm trying to say is most of these qualities are becoming rare it is uh, it scares these days or uh, reason is when this is your part of your value system is much easy to develop attitudes or if your value systems are in place your your attitudes would be right if your value systems are not in place you by force take up the wrong attitudes in it you become uh, insensitive to others feelings insensitive you are rude when dealing with other people you are unclean you are not punctual you cannot remain silent you are too fidgety when your value systems are not in place the if that is the cause the effect is wrong attitudes therefore it's much easier for a person to pick up the right attitudes when you have proper value systems see a person who enjoys work is able to have a, a proper relationship with his co-workers if i hate my work and it it makes it much more difficult to deal with people and as a result i may not like others so value systems always that it goes hand in hand if values if you have your value systems are in place it's much easier to develop the right attitudes if you are bereft of value systems you will always find you become very insecure at work or any some aspect will always affect you so that is the first so whoever has value systems here much easier to develop attitudes the right attitude and i don't think anyone has is bereft of value systems <coughs> so when i used to do the the workshop for the children the first session on attitudes is we used to we used to have different kinds of uh, spectacles red red spectacles blue spectacles green yellow black and a transparent one and then all of them are sitting there i call one person okay the uh, put on the red spectacles now all of you are sitting here so how do all these people appear they all appear red in color okay remove that now put on the blue spectacles how do they appear they all appear blue remove that put on the green spectacles how do they appear they all appear green now put on the the transparent spectacle how do they appear they appear as they are you could come now what made them look different what made them were they different before when you when you saw you know with the other colors were they different before 
they appeared different before they appeared red because the spectacles with which you saw, you are seeing them was red and uh, all that what was effort you put in you change into a transparent spectacles and and the way they look were the same they were what they were now therefore we used to say attitude is nothing but the way you see objects and beings in the world that's all attitude is nothing but the way you see objects and beings in the world and the best part of that attitude is without working on the external factor by improving on the way you see objects and beings everything about your life changes i repeat with improving on the way you see objects and beings everything about your life changes therefore attitude has a very important part in your life see that's why in the youngsters see, you you can't talk to them about mind and intellect you know in any early stage therefore you, know, you need spectacles red spectacles and how do they look they all look red now green spectacles how do they look they all look green now transparent spectacles how do they look they all look as they are as in were they any different no but the medium through which you saw them made them look different but in essence they were not different therefore if you are seeing anything different it is because of the medium through which you are contacting them so the medium through which you see objects and beings is called your attitude by changing the way you see objects and beings your quality of life changes that's the whole that is the crux here that's the attitude without changing anything in the world but by changing the way i see the world of objects and beings for me the world looks different so now how how is a negative attitude created is easy to discuss positive but negative attitude how is a negative attitude created see negative attitude as i mentioned is a pre it's a pre decision you make about objects and beings it is a pre decision you make about objects and beings when you predominantly function from your mind or a combination of your mind and ego i repeat a negative attitude is formed when you function from your mind or a combination of your mind and ego as a result it is a decision it is a decision made already that's the reason in a negative attitude it could be one there are quite a few negative attitudes one predominant negative attitude is an attitude of complaining you find a person you have a person who complains in life predominantly they complain in life see if you find if a person is complaining in life there are two reasons one a predominant desire is unfulfilled or many minor desires are unfulfilled i repeat a person who complains predominantly in life you will find either one predominant desire is unfulfilled or many minor desires are unfulfilled example a person is attending a lecture and they can keep complaining about about not about the person giving a lecture but a person sitting next to them you know there there are some people when uh, they will be sitting but they keep on shaking their legs 
you have seen for nothing at all they keep on shaking their legs you want to focus but the person is shaking their leg you know that uh, at the end of the lecture and when you go back and you say how was the lecture and it was nice but the person was sitting next to me constantly was shaking his leg therefore i couldn't concentrate or a person it could be the the person sitting next to me i don't know what perfume she was putting on mary doors i was getting a migraine see for your desire was somehow you want to attend the lecture but you are sitting there and uh, she is blissfully listening to the lecture but you know you are taking the uh, hand key trying to uh, important point comes in at the time your migraine uh, you know shoots up and i remember how was the lecture it was nice but next the next time i i have desire the next time i come first i will see where that lady is sitting i will avoid where that i will i will sit 10 places away from her complaining the traffic see in my hometown no traffic at all tell you dubai enormous traffic complain then why don't you be in your village only you know you come here for a better standard of living better uh, opportunities having come here constant complaint traffic is bad traffic is bad traffic is bad or weather the the weather in dubai is terrible <laughs> all that i'm saying is where does the complaining the attitude of complaining come from see if you are not careful you are you won't you are not even aware that you have developed this attitude of complaining so that's why you know, sometimes to work on these is much difficult to to discuss on the the reality the god principle is much easy for me now what are the negative attitudes <laughs> yoga you have a yoga master here you started yoga and now you're complaining the back i tell you it's paining because you never thought there was a muscle there suddenly you started remember there is one muscle there also <laughs> or there is one le- one muscle going from my in the thighs there it is paining it is uh, see you want to be flexible and you attend a yoga session and see the problem with yoga sessions is the, the masters are great but you don't look at the person demonstrating you look at the others who are uh, you know who are <coughs> performing yoga downward dog they say keep your feet firmly on the ground most of it it is like a burj khalifa it is like sticking out and you know those who have tried it <laughs> those who can place the foot on the ground firmly in the downward dog but some people are in downward dog what is that <laughs> it's one posture in in what sorry naskar somebody knows it is one posture and i don't know initially in the ashram they said no, place your foot place your feet firmly on the ground so excuse me the, the foot can never come down it is like this see and then that pain you go through complain you want to be flexible you want to be healthy and you, and then you still complain Uh, what are the other things i don't know right this uh, could be business you want to make more money 
and you know you want to you you are making money and you want to make your company into a 100 million dollar company and you keep complaining that attrition rates are very too much here you can't get the right labor it's you know i don't know how to groom the team you keep complaining and complaining but your your thought is you want to you want to make your company a 100 million company and you want at least employ a thousand people and if you complain about it nothing's going to happen all the time see if you get into this mode of complaining the choices to come out of it becomes difficult see there was this parable see there in there was in a village a lot of people are going through many challenges and they they sought the help of god and they said and they met god you don't ask me where they met god they met god and and they spoke to god and said look here it's unfair we have too many challenges in life and you have to do something about it we we should you should help us in handling our challenges so to which god said it's okay you know all each one of you pick up your challenges make a list put it in an envelope and then and place it in the center of the town all of you and then i'll help you to handle and then you can choose your challenges so all everyone can put up their uh, petitions and no names nothing you can put up their petitions and then uh, i will give you i will grant you that potential to choose your own challenge from all that petitions you can pick up one so each one of them made their list and put up that uh, and then put it in an envelope and in the center of the town they placed all their you know all their petitions and then now god said look here guys you can you can choose which challenge you want to take everyone went and picked up their own petition i said look here i i give you the potential to take anything he said i know at least i know how to suffer my challenges i don't know how to suffer my neighbor's challenge you know in case i pick up there are no names nothing written in case i pick up my brother in law's challenge no way i can handle his wife or his children it is i i would better better pick up my own challenge therefore you, know, you got to be cautious complaining is a is a question of attitude and it's a negative attitude because you it arises when a predominant desire or many minor desires are unfulfilled that's when you could go on a next week is valentines week and if your predominant desire is your partner is not expressing his or her emotions in the way you want and you go on a you go on a, a two day vacation for the valentines day there also he is constantly on the messages and at dinner one con call is there i'll finish and come why don't you go there one desire predominant desire unfulfilled you will keep complaining and complaining the entire trip it is uh, so that's one one negative attitude another negative attitude is tiredness another negative attitude people seem to pick up is tiredness see and sometimes i wonder how you can complain about tiredness especially in this country in this city your your apartment is or your villa is fully air conditioned you have your breakfast get into your air conditioned car 
be a mercedes or a bmw whatever the car it's all automatic gears you don't have manual gears you get into an air conditioned car go to your office park and get into the elevator air conditioned go to your office go to your place of work which is air conditioned and sit in the your your room which is also has good facilities and you come back when you go there instantly you know you don't start your work uh, instant call coffee please when the coffee comes and another meeting starts another uh, coffee or some green tea you go through the activities of the day you come back in your air conditioned car and when you come back home what do you say very tired very tired and all that you did is from your air conditioned car you went there you were in air conditioned room and you came back in your air conditioned car enter your apartment which is air conditioned and you know the way you the, some people sit down and especially there are some these bean bags it is the most ridiculous piece of furniture i under i thought the bean bag can fit in any any way you sit it will adjust somebody gifted me a bean bag i said that's the last thing i want instantly i passed it on to deepa and she was so happy thank you for wonder i spent a lot of time there he said okay now i understand <laughs> it is uh, and when you're sitting in a in a bean bag see the, the, especially bean bag the way they sit is very different I don't know anyone sitting like that. Almost, your pair, na? Shreyas. Slightly, na, back. It is like bean bag position. And when you sit in a, after sitting in a bean bag, what do you say? And then you, the wife is coming. Can I have a coffee? And she's about to go there. Can you get the remote there? Remote itself is created to reduce your work. On top of it, you want somebody because you're very tired. all that you did is was sit in air conditioned room throughout the day and come back and some people have drivers also <laughs> still tired and sit in the sit in the, the bean bag flipping channels and then suddenly you are sitting there and then a call comes mm-hmm. see i am just trying to demonstrate sitting a call comes before the call comes so the, the the wife tells me so i think we are we do we are short of broccoli and uh, salad leaves can you get it look here i'm too tired you know please don't ask me why don't you call somebody to get get it and uh, you're reluctantly you're watching one sports event which had happened 3 years back you know you're watching it and then a friend calls so yes how are you when and how many people where kawali club i'll be there monastery <laughs> <laughs> you came back home very tired yeah. and you can't even go and pick up your remote control you need somebody's help but a friend calls hey boss you know the all these our uh, school friends they all they are one of our friends is visiting dubai and uh, he is very keen to meet us all and uh, see it's a boys evening uh, and uh, kawali club 
I am just giving you arbitrarily, please. It could be other better clubs also. <laughs> and uh, can that guy tells you, can you pick me up? I am in Mirudaf. This guy is in, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Jabal Ali. No, no, I'll come and pick you up. One last time, I'll come and pick you up. Tiredness is a question of attitude. He was tired when he came back home. But suddenly, where did that tiredness go away? Where did the tiredness... He was tired. He couldn't even do anything else. When the wife says, you know, look here, I'm trying to do broccoli soup. Broccoli soup you know, can you get it from the nearby store? Don't trouble me. I'm too tired. But suddenly, the friends call. Hey, you're going to meet up there. You know, you know your uh, school, that girl whom you proposed and rejected five times. She's also there. Really? Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're so keen to go and... Uh, see, the entire tiredness goes away. Tiredness is a question of attitude. Your attitude towards meeting your friends is far superior than being at home. Therefore, you are, within an hour's time, you are able to go. Tiredness. Sometimes you may invite your friends. Hey, why don't you come for, attend the lecture? 7.30. See, by the time I come, I am dog tired. See, at the same time, there is a concert, which is, uh, on a weekend, there is a concert. 9 o'clock, the concert starts. 7 p.m. gates open. This follows there at 7.15. <laughs> 9 o'clock the concert starts. And I don't know why they say it's 9 o'clock concert, 7 p.m. gates open. See, you are not a driver. You are not a concierge, what do you call a, a concierge people, you know, where you are going to park the cars there. But you will go there. Tiredness is a question of attitude. Your own, your own wife and children are coming over after the holidays. You have not met them for a month, close to a month. And they are arriving at 5 o'clock in the morning. And you are so keen to meet them. You would make sure that you are there 15 minutes before the arrival of the flight. Because all that you want to do is, when, the, when your daughter comes, you want to first go and hug your child. So, it is... For you, the tiredness doesn't matter. You may, you may be a, a late riser, but 5 o'clock they are arriving. You would be there 15 minutes early. So, because you want to meet up with your, with your wife and, and your child. And they come over and you, one, week is, one week you are having a great time. And the wife tells, you know, my mother is coming the day after. She is arriving at 4.30 a.m. flight. Look here. It's not easy. You know, morning 4.30, it's not easy to go there. You understand, right? But you picked us up, we picked me up, uh, you know, we who picked us up at 5 o'clock, you know, why can't you do? That is different. Uh, one day I can do. <laughs> when it is mother-in-law, very difficult. Too tired. The tiredness is a question of attitude. It's, it's a question of attitude. You could be meeting a great master and you could be really, see, tiredness comes physically, you could, you are tired because, in fact, you are not physically tired. It is your mental tiredness which manifests at the physical level. No one is, no one is physically tired. 
in fact see when you do an hour of physical exercises when you do an hour of yoga you are more energized when you do exercises you are more energized you are not tired if you are tired it is you know either doing it wrong way but predominantly when an hour of yoga an hour of running an hour of exercises will make you energetic but if you are feeling physically tired it is because of the mental preoccupations the during the day the mind is going to the past to the future there is so much excitement in the present there is friction with people all these put together creates a tiredness physically you are not tired so that's the reason when you come back home all that you want to do is lie on a bean bag you don't mind watching anything on tv so tiredness is a question of attitude predominant and you change your attitude you change your attitude you are able to rise <coughs> rise about tiredness if you do not if you remain with a negative attitude your tiredness will will multiply to an extent you are not fit for doing anything else that's the reason those who are who are too tired mentally on a weekend one position only one position bed coffee bed breakfast for them to take a shower on that day is enormous effort too tired for what somebody will ask me for what i should take shower i am not meeting anybody but you are living with us <laughs> we have to bear you <laughs> that and then it is attitude to be clean is an attitude to be unclean is an attitude all that i'm saying is if your value systems are not in in place you could innocuously develop these attitudes and suffer from it and you won't even know you are having that negative attitudes only those who have a positive approach to life positive attitudes they would understand that there's something wrong with the person otherwise you will never know another uh, negative attitude is being pessimistic a pessimist how do you define a pessimist anybody person who sees glass is not full half full see if you go to a pub and you know if they give half a glass you will you will scream at them ha huh? sorry half empty okay ha huh? how do you define a pessimist simple words you know glass is full half full and all and i am not uh, working for alain milk here <laughs> how do you a pessimist is one who looks at a who looks at a difficulty in every opportunity a pessimist is one who looks at looks at difficulty in every opportunity he there are people especially who you deal with pessimist you feel you know, it is something wrong with the world i remember we met this person who was who was mentioning sridharan i have not met one nice person in my life and he was talking to me <laughs> and i remember i said look here there are some nice people in the world you know you would get to meet them maybe you are not in the right frame of mind i tell you people are you know enormous crooks 
but in chennai there are decent chennai takes the cake they are uh, phd in crooks <laughs> i said that i'll meet you tomorrow no no it is there are people pessimists they will find a negative quality in every positive person also you may be genuinely smiling i don't know why she is smiling see if you are a pessimist see that's why right? and especially those pessimists who who start watching television channels especially indian news channel you watch dorothy you should try the indian news channel in one day's time you will know i don't know where india is heading in, in gulf news they portray in a very good way i'm sure courtney uh, will portray in a very good way but those who see certain news channels you will find you know where india is leading themselves to you will become so pessimist with life and all that i'm saying is you got to be cautious with information overload the more the information overload greater the problem you will become pessimist and that information will create an attitude in you another another negative attitude is time and distance i didn't mention about it the, the time which we covered little bit your wife and your daughter is arriving at 5 am in the morning and time and your the distance to the airport could be even 45 minutes drive in the morning but it doesn't matter you would go there because you are so keen to meet your family but your mother in law coming your father in law coming you know say can i book a taxi and they will have a placard as well you know it will be much easier time and distance is a question of attitude see we have a class member neena ji at times she would arrive from uh, overseas could be united states or any she would arrive at around 3:30 in the morning she would straight come for the lecture at 6 o'clock in the morning we have a lecture at uh, 6 am on the upanishads which is the most intense text and she would arrive at 3:34 from the airport straight she would drive to the venue and sometimes i am there at 5:30 and i'll see her sitting there and then i said you arrived i could make out that you you arrived this morning said from the airport straight i came in she says i i get all i mean any other stuff about the world anywhere else but i don't get about i don't get this knowledge on spirituality anywhere else she has it could be 10 to 1 hour flight but she would be there time and distance is a is a question of your attitude it's fascinating every time i've seen, i mean many times it has happened 6 o'clock 6 a.m to 7 30 30 a.m is the upanishad lecture 5 30 should be there 5 30 i am not portraying a particular person but i am highlighting the quality of an individual now what makes them they can say look here it was a 12 hour flight i am too tired i don't think i can make it today maybe next week i'll make it no she'll be there and she is a very successful entrepreneur it is not that uh, she it's not that she is traveling on holidays very successful but she will be there time and distance is a question of your attitude there are many negative attitudes but i'm just giving you a glimpse first is complaining you complain because one particular 
one predominant desire is unfulfilled or many minor desires are unfulfilled that that leads you to a a pre decision about complaining on certain aspects could be the could be the weather could be your work could be various aspects relating to your life the next is tiredness tiredness is a question of your attitude then after that pessimistic being pessimistic is an attitude again being optimistic is an attitude the time and distance again is an attitude now how do you develop positive attitudes it again a positive attitude is developed it is a pre decision you make when when you function with your mind and intellect a confluence of your mind and intellect and a higher id you will have a a positive attitude when you function we discussed about the mind and intellect before that's the reason i am not delving into the what the mind and what the intellect is when you function under your mind and your intellect plus a higher ideal the result if that is the cause the effect is a positive attitude being optimistic is a positive attitude which is seeing an opportunity in every difficulty being optimistic seeing an opportunity in every difficulty that's an op- that's an optimist see i have met quite a few cancer survivors and they used to tell me and uh, see when they could be in the in the initial stages or in the last stages most of them almost 9 out of 10 tell me that was the best thing that happened i took my life for granted i took my life for granted now i i i know what to value in life they seem to be optimistic i have known so many people in fact there are some people when they go through the chemo and you know they have to shave their head they i have known certain people they come out without having the bandana or anything because you know they are not ashamed they, they are not sad they are not upset that they went through a, a particular treatment optimistic is look at this is me why am i trying to put on a, a wig or trying to portray something i am not and whom am i whom am i trying to convince or impress he said i have taken so much for granted in life now i know what all to value in life what all to value in life being optimistic is an attitude is an attitude i remember this meeting this very wealthy on businessman you you name a disease he has it you name a disease he has it he is like a, a dubai mall of diseases some strange brand also you find in dubai mall it's like that he he is a dubai mall of diseases i remember first when i you know when you were, were sitting with him for a dinner in a what do you call a menu card he sees like this he sees i said why is it so strange you see the menu card like like this he sees and uh, said so only only 15% of eyesight remaining uh, and a uh, heart transplanted i almost asked you know do you feel different <laughs> because that heart is gone uh, liver and he told me because when i was in uh, shanti anandan in mauritius any time i I'm in the I'm there on in the restaurant you come and sit with me 
and uh, i am sitting with others so he will not mind he will come and sit idu and uh, he used to tell me he was opening up and informing he was mentioning the kind of uh, ailments he has and the doctors have told him with all the medical treatment and his discipline he's got around 1200 days more uh, and he used to tell me sir i don't want to waste today i want to make the best use of today i want to make sure that i learn something i i am a better person when i go back to bed today what is it i have learned what is it what is the change i brought about in my life today i said i have only 1200 days with proper medication and discipline and if it is if this is god's grace if it is not there it could be much lesser and don't mistake don't mistake me wherever you are can i be around you either you keep talking whatever you want to talk i'll just be there i'll pick up some some pearls here and there and that may make a difference to my to my day he said i mean all the time saying this being optimist is an attitude he's got another 200 day another 1200 days and he can say look here either he can get into a shell and become depressed and he doesn't know what else to do with life but he wants to make a difference today one he says he see i couldn't refuse him it is uh, he will come sometimes he is not feeling well uh, so he will come late for dinner and straight will come to my table i could be sitting with others and uh, the others will get perturbed why is he suddenly joining i said no it's okay he said at that point of time all the millions doesn't help it, it will help in his medical treatment but to bring him that tranquility that peace now that's why it is if you are not being optimistic at that point of time you are in trouble so that is that's why i remember a quote which i am trying to highlight says when when you replace i with w even illness becomes wellness when you replace i with w even illness can become wellness so that's an that is that's that's what an op, optimistic person perceives so we have a class member in abu dhabi some of them will know his name is nagarajan and he's been attending for the last 3 years and uh, he's a god's good own man very he's are like a punching bag like what we have venu ji here or anshu here is nagarajan there and in some context he was going through a, a certain phase in his life uh, and then i asked him hey how is it uh, what's happening uh, how are you handling you know he says uh, it's been uh, he's very very soft nature he see he's one person when i call him he will never pick up the call he will disconnect and he will call back and he says i don't want you to spend I mean, any time it's been 3 years every time somebody call me he he could be in a meeting he would disconnect immediately he will call and he is not that he is md of an organization he is still a, a sales manager in an organization and uh, see he would i was asking you know what's happening with your work and and uh, is there any difficulty says uh, it's been almost 3 years now i don't see difficulty as difficulty since i don't see difficulty as difficulty difficulty has never been a difficulty for me he said yeah. <laughs> in fact i took some notes when he said that so 
because we, I, I mean, he was smilingly talking to me. It's not that he was a. Since I don't see difficulty as difficulty, difficulty has never been difficult for me. In Tamil, he mentioned so beautifully. It mentioned kashtata, kashtama pagaranala, kashtam kashtama thirila. Beautifully, he put it across. So, being optimistic is an attitude. The next ad, next positive attitude you can portray is being graceful in thought, word, and deed. Being another positive attitude which you can develop is being graceful in thoughts, words, and action. When when the choice is determined by a confluence of your mind and intellect plus a higher ideal, in a I, I repeat, when a choice is made with a confluence of mind and intellect with a higher ideal, it will manifest as synchronicity in your thoughts, words and your actions. Your thoughts, words and actions are synchronized and as a result, that you, would, you would function gracefully. See, Mother Teresa, see, you will find her service is so graceful. She is not putting on max factor and then serving. See that grace, where does that grace come from? It, it's an attitude. See, she is not serving because of a, again a certain uh, momentum with the public. When your, when your thoughts, words and actions are aligned with a higher ideal, your expression would be graceful. Yes ma'am. In a, uh, when I say higher ideal, it's, an, uh, it's a goal beyond your self-centered interest. An ideal or a higher goal. I mean, did I pronounce it in a different way? Okay. See, when I say higher ideal, uh, an unselfish goal, a goal beyond your self-centered interest. When you're, when, you're, when you're functioning with your mind and intellect, a combination of mind and intellect with a higher ideal, you'll always find there's a graceful personality. Graceful personality. See, we have a class member, Poonamji. Next time I have to bring all these people, when you, when she invites you for a meal, the way she would take care, it's fascinating. And see, every Tuesday I mentioned the six o'clock lectures. She would wake up at 3 o'clock, prepare breakfast for 25 people, get it to the place and serve. Week after week, ne never she has highlighted, the look here, is, why should I do every time, can I, someone else partake that, never, never. You are there, right, on a Tuesday. She will make sure that everyone has, then only she will have. Even, you want some water? Even here. Our host, they will have after everyone has. See, there's a grace in serving. It's very different. See, this, uh, <laughs> this you can't, it is difficult to inculcate. It's, a, it's your value system. It has to be your value system. And when your thoughts, words and actions are aligned with a higher ideal, you'll always find you are a graceful personality. And you would age gracefully. You would age gracefully. The next, 
attitude one should adopt is having hope having hope and faith if a very important attitude is this having hope and faith in our life is predominant need if you do not have hope and faith in yourself and in the people who are whom you are dealing with you are in trouble a person who lacks faith who lacks hope is a very poor soul indeed see i met this uh, the governor of manipur manipur is a is a state in uh, north north india is a state in north india and uh, he was attending our lectures and after the lectures he he was having dinner with us and what he spoke on that day left an impression in me forever some of you may know i would have mentioned this before but for those who are not aware this is this is an epitome of hope and faith the manipur governor governor for those he is the head of the state almost the head of the state and uh, his family was in delhi and uh, his <coughs> daughter his wife his daughter his daughter in law and his five grandchildren the daughter's two children and the daughter in law's three children so the wife daughter daughter in law and five grandkids went to a, went to watch a movie and the theater got burned down and in the process he lost his wife daughter daughter in law and five grandchildren burnt to death you know when he told that i said and it was it was shocking how he says when i on the day when i went back home i went back to an empty home i just opened the door and it is he said it is i it was so difficult to just think that morning they were there i had breakfast with them and right now none of them seem to be there and and what a gory death to be burnt and he was you know holding a a big position of power in the indian government and he said with all the power i could do nothing he said i could do nothing and the compensation they got was a uh, pittance and he said i was not even looking for compensation but what i was he says sir i i lost all hope and faith in life and he said my son and my son in law were so distraught they just couldn't deal with their life and at that point of time i had to set aside my suffering and have faith and trust and hope in that there could be life or they have a life to lead and they said i have to put my suffering aside develop hope and faith in myself and in the almighty in the destiny as a result at least my the life of my son and my son in law could be better and he said i worked on it and now i they i got them married and they are okay but i said it was an epitome of hope and faith epitome of hope and faith when 95% of your family is wiped out and they are not wiped out just like that they wiped out in the most gory circumstances and no reason can suffice that suffering but in spite of it when you function with your a confluence of mind and intellect with a higher ideal he was able to handle with hope and faith and as a result not only he was able to handle himself better he was able to deal with 
the well-being of his son and son-in-law. And at that point of time, if you lose hope and faith in life, I tell you, no God can help you. No God can help you. Fortunately, he said, I used to listen to the lectures of, the, of Swamiji and somewhere down the line, I have to set aside. You know, I said, when he said, all problems are internal. You know, it is selfishness which, which propels more of your problems. He said, I have to be forcefully unselfish. Forcefully raise myself and deal with it, deal with my life in such a way that my son and son-in-law's life could be better. I'm giving you an example. You know, it's easy to say develop hope and faith. But in the most difficult of circumstances, if, if, if you're aligned with yourself, you are able to develop that hope and faith. And with hope and faith, you can move mountains, they say. With the, the mustard seed of hope, you can cross mountains. With this sort of a hope and faith, he said, at any stage, I have to portray that hope. That there is life. There is life. There is life waiting for us to live well. And he was able to do it in such a way. And I met his son and son-in-law. And uh, they have all gratitude for their father and father-in-law. No? All that I'm saying is, that attitude of hope and faith changed their, not only his life, the life of his family. Otherwise, all would have been depressed. They could have, got, they have gone berserk. They, they have become, uh, you know, addicted to something and they would have collapsed. But that's not the case. It is, uh, so, hope and faith. Never, ever lose hope and faith. As parents, never, ever lose your hope and faith in your children. You should have that thought that my children will do well. Because even if the children may not have that faith, but the parents' hope and faith in their children, and look here, they are my product, they would do well. Your hope and faith can elevate your children's life. And if you yourself say, look here, you have no hope and faith, and what will they become of? So you've got to be cautious. Hope and faith in yourself and others is is optimal. The moment you lack that, moment this attitude of hope and faith is not there, you will replace with suspicion and insecurity. When hope and faith is lacking in you, you would replace that emotion with suspicion and insecurity. And suspicion and insecurity is enough to destroy you. Enough to destroy you. So, hope and faith. Huh? Yes. When uh, this positive attitude, what is the difference between positive attitude and overconfidence? See, overconfidence is not taking into account your capabilities. It is, uh, or you have uh, wrongly assessed your capabilities, as a result, you are overconfident. See, if you ask me, you should have certain overconfidence. But not, when you, if you have not assessed your capabilities beyond a certain point, and you have, you have factored many, uh, fa you have taken into account factors which is not in your control, that is when the overconfidence uh, pulls you down. The lack of assessment and factoring uh, aspects which is not in your control. As a result, it appears like positive attitude, but it is uh, 
இது இட் இஸ் மைண்ட் லெட் ஆக்டிவிட்டி ராதர் தென் அன் ஆக்டிவிட்டி வேர் இட் இஸ் காம்பினேஷன் ஆஃப் மைண்ட் அண்ட் இன்டெலெக்ட் பிளஸ் ஹைராலி தேர் குட் பி ஹைராலி இட் இஸ் டோமினி மைண்ட் லெட் சி ஓவர் கான்ஃபிடன்ஸ் இட் செல்ஸ் இது இட் இஸ் இத யுவர் மைண்ட் சம்மோ கன்வின்சஸ் சி இன்டெலெக்ட் இன்டெலெக்ட் புட்ஸ் அ காஷன் மீனிங் சி லுக் ஹியர் லெட்ஸ் தீஸ் தீஸ் ஆர் த ஃபேக்டர்ஸ் பியாண்ட் மை கண்ட்ரோல் அண்ட் ஹவு டு ஐ ஹேண்டில் so there are certain factors which is beyond your control plus right assessment of you know critical aspects of your business or uh, your life should be done and uh, it's like a person who is 90 tries to win a wimbledon that too with uh, jokovic as an opponent these days it may happen <laughs> but all that i'm saying is you got to assess properly and you know the factors which are beyond your control you got to take it in the, you got to deal with it in the right way if you don't deal with this assessment plus factors beyond your control that is not handled well it will manifest as overconfidence and overconfidence will ultimately diminish your enthusiasm it looks like lot of enthusiasm overconfidence ultimately diminishes enthusiasm you will you will start developing a fear in many things in fact you start developing a fear in your own qualities so that's the reason in, in when when uh, with the with a positive attitude you will always seek guidance you will always seek guidance you will always take other factors into account because you know that see i have a limit i have a certain suzerainty control or clarity but i that is not complete at any point of time even an expert surgeon would say what don't you consult he will take another opinion he you know he understands he or she understands that's their their uh, opinion is not final so in that way got to take the assessment plus factoring areas which is beyond your control if you are very overconfident see you have to be see when i say overconfidence in the right sense look here there is a problem that's why when we say if the resources you have is far greater than the situation you are faced with and it's a challenge to be handled he therefore you got to handle the resources well okay next positive attitude to adopt is your money and work as a blessing wealth and work as a blessing a positive attitude to adopt wealth and work as a blessing see i remember when i completed the course at the ashram then i was traveling at least for 5 6 years for organizing swami my masters lectures in different parts of the world and then swami ji said why don't you be at the ananda himalayas we been traveling all the time why don't you be there i have i went there and first few months there we used to have two three people for lectures and of which one person doesn't understand english language and uh, we were just given a place to stay and food that's about it nothing else and and day after day two or three people and for a month it went on a month and a half two months it went on and i then that's when i was thinking what am i am i doing the right thing here because they were not even aware that look here it's not just accommodation or food the other expenses and i just kept quiet they didn't offer anything i just kept i left it to myself and uh, i was married 
I remember the two, three people and uh, it's not that easy being there and to be motivated every day and to do that, an hour and a half lecture for two or three people. I remember after a month or a month and a half, I was in the Himalayas, so it was a beautiful place and I was taking a walk. I sat down in one particular corner and I was thinking, am I doing the right thing? You know, is this the thing I want to pursue? And just I was lost in my own thoughts. At that time, there was a peacock. He just walked across and started, you know, it opened its feathers and started dancing. Literally dancing. And I remember I looked around. There was no one else there. Only myself. And it was dancing to its glory. And at one point of time it turned around and it danced in front of me. And I remember sitting down and uh, it almost looked like the peacock was talking to me. Hey, what's happening? And I remember the thought which went in my mind at the time. Is this almost the peacock giving a sermon. Me dancing is an everyday incident. I don't care whether people appreciate me, whether they look at me, they... I, I, I mean, that doesn't matter. Whether people watch or don't watch, whether they appreciate or not, my nature is to spread my feathers and dance. It doesn't matter if people watch me or not. Me dancing is an everyday incident. You watching me dance is a... It's an accident which happened today. And it almost smilingly talking and then it, it went past. And I remember that one hour I sat with myself there. I said, what are we doing? That's when I said, the study of Vedanta, the contemplation, the dissemination of knowledge is my nature. That's what I was, that's my nature. That's what I am meant to do. Conducting lectures, being a, being a source of growth for others is my nature. People attending the lectures is an accident. Me conducting these sessions is a regular incident. Whether people are here or not, whether two people or 20 people or 200 people or 2000 people, that's an accident. Me conducting it is a, is a regular incident. Those who attended two, three years, they know. You know that altered my thought process. You know, therefore, ever since the thought was, I am there. I will express my understanding to the best of my ability. That's about it. I am not here to impress anyone. The, like the peacock, which danced to its glory without a clue, without a notion that others are appreciating or not. You know, it, it was. It used to dance to its glory. And I don't know, I struck a chord with the, with the peacocks there. They used to come and dance in my balcony every day. 6.15 on the dot, there are two peacocks which will come and dance in my balcony. I still have the photographs in my Facebook page. Those who, in my Facebook page, 6.15 on the dot, they will come and dance. It almost like peek into the, it is when you open the curtain, there will be that, the peacocks dancing. Some of you would have, I don't know, Ankit has experienced that. 6.15 on the dot, they will dance for 15-20 minutes and then they leave. Me dancing 
is a everyday incident you watching it is a rare accident whether people appreciate whether people watch my nature is to dance somewhere down the line it conveyed a message and ever since it has been different me conducting the lectures is a regular incident you attending is an is an accident attend or not attend whether we given the venue or not whether you know, this expression of mind will continue wherever it is wherever every you know, it is uh, that's what we are that's our nature and that's what that is what i am i was meant to be and take great pride and joy in doing it great pride and joy in doing it so i suggest each one of us or each one of you to adopt this attitude of wealth and and work as a blessing wealth and work as a blessing and once that happens the wealth you have generated not only is a blessing for you it's a blessing for everyone else your wealth becomes a blessing for others so and your work becomes a source of inspiration for generations to come otherwise you know, look here don't be like your dad the kind of stress he went through the heart attack and the indulgences he went through because of the work where is that you know if your wealth and work is considered as a blessing and you know you, the team your could be your team which is working with you or your children sister i always had a notion you know, i want to be like my father wherever he went he was respected wherever there are people who are much more wealthier than him but they would respect him and he used to get such a kick you know just to tell you know i am the son of such a person such a kick i used to get and he it is uh, and he it was the wealth and work was a blessing for him so if that becomes a, an attitude in your life you are a different individual man you can never get tired out of work you may get tired at times but you are not predominantly tired so work wealth and work should be a blessing should be a great blessing the next major attitude positive attitude is love a love the next week is on a thorough analysis on love because valentines week <laughs> at least one week in a year you should know that you know, there is something called love <laughs> if love is an attitude you adopt in life as a positive attitude you are the most benefited when i say love as an attitude my love doesn't depend on the attitude of love i have is one which doesn't depend whether you love me or not see right now what is the general understanding i would love you provided you are a very lovable person you know why do you like him he is a such a lovable person but what happened when god got separated he is no more a lovable person if i love a person because he or she is a lovable person at times i may love them predominantly i'll hate them even if a person is lovable he or she cannot be lovable all the time and if your love is dependent because they are lovable 
your your you the search you are having is for a perfect partner and the perfect partner never exists and if there is a perfect partner he or she is not looking for you for sure <laughs> the other i'm saying is my attitude of love is independent of whether you love me or not it doesn't matter whether you love me or not independent of whether you love me or not my attitude towards you is one of love fascinating attitude this whether you love me or not it is uh, my attitude towards you is one of love and whoever has this attitude of love which is independent of people independent of their qualities i tell you such a person is an embodiment of love it's difficult but it's worth the try it's worth the try he at any stage your major relationships whatever relationships you have reflect on it my your love towards them is not dependent whether they love you or not whatever their thing is in see i have whatever the qualities are there but rather is such a freedom for you to have this attitude of love which is independent of everything see i have my host in musket he used to pull his leg whether you like me or not whether you appreciate me or not are we love you so much he's very shy he can't take it i said see it is you may dislike me you may hate me doesn't matter i love you so much for him he finds it difficult to argue with me see look here i says i do it doesn't matter you can argue but it is independent of your qualities my love to you is complete it's fascinating see once it, once the your the attitude of love is independent of others the control factor is in you <laughs> see there's this parable in the in the in the scriptures i'm giving it to you it's called the mother's heart the mother she has a son and who gets married and uh, the daughter in law becomes a bit envious of the mother because the mother is so showering of love and affection to the son and she says and it, it looks too difficult for the daughter in law to take it and in some context where there's a friction and uh, the daughter in law tells the, her husband the son say look here you say that your mother loves you so much can you get your mother's heart in the plate is that possible can you can you ask her to give her heart physical heart in the plate can is it possible for her to give her and the son senseless guy he goes and asks the mother tells the mother this is what my wife is asking and you know it's so annoying that's all that's all son the story goes she cuts her heart physical heart and gives it in a in a plate and the son is so proud you know, he wants to show to his wife and showed his wife that look here you complain about my mother but my mother has given her heart and he is carrying the heart in a plate and he is walking there is a small stone he is you know he trips on the stone the heart says son be careful he is about to he is not falling down just you know the, his, his feet hits the stone and the heart says son be careful and the story ends there all that i'm saying is her love for her son 
is independent of whether the son loved him or not. Her love for her son is independent of whether the son loved him or not, the daughter-in-law loved him or not, daughter-in-law respected him or not. It was independent. That's why he's carrying, it's, can you he's so proud of carrying the mother's heart in a plate and when walking slightly trips. So better be careful. That's why the story ends there. If you have a heart, you understand. <laughs> if you are heartless, that's love. That is love. That is love. If a love which is independent of anything and everything, even when the, <laughs> the son, it's whether others loved you or not, your, your attitude is one of loving. What a quality. What a quality. See, that's what love does to an individual. It frees you. It liberates you. It elevates you. Otherwise, if, you're not, if your love is dependent on a person, you become a depend, dependent person and that love will pull you down to such an extent you cannot live with each other again. And it may go to disastrous proportions. So, love is an attitude you put with. And if that love is independent, what a quality of love it is. Next, another, quality, another attitude called ha happiness as an attitude. Happiness it becomes an attitude in your life. When I say happiness attitude, you do everything out of happiness, not for happiness. That's the attitude. The attitude you portray is you do anything and everything out of happiness. Not for happiness. If I do this, then I'll be happy. Not for happiness, but out of happiness. You, you, you are serving the guest out of happiness. You are, you are being at your work out of happiness. Being more, the out of happiness, you are being more productive. You are doing charity out of happiness, not for happiness. If I do this charity, then the society will recognize that I, am a, I have this element of CSR. I have a class member, Nina Ji. She feeds 125,000 children every day. Out of happiness. Out of happiness. Doesn't make a noise about it. Doesn't make a noise. Every day she feeds 125,000 children in India. You're supposed to come today. Anyway, some of you have met, would have met her. Out of happiness. She's not doing it as a CSR activity. As a result, the government will recognize her and therefore she will get a certain leverage with the government. Nothing. Out of happiness. It's, it's such a big difference when you function out of attitude, which is you function out of happiness and for happiness. I am doing this so that for you, so that you will be happy. And if, they, and if they don't even recognize what you have done, you are unhappy. You have done something out of happiness. See, you know, again I am taking Venuji's example. When, her, when, her, when his son asks something to the mother, out of happiness she would do. Correct, is it? Out of happiness. And, and son and the husband are big time complainers. Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter to her. Uh, out of happiness, she would do. Fascinating woman. Next time you should meet Meenakshiji. One of the person incapable of finding fault with the husband. <laughs> she is incapable of finding fault with the husband. He will, you know, he will tease her. He will, you know, complain. Incapable of finding fault. He is beautiful. So, the, it is happiness as an attitude. You do anything and everything out of happiness. Next time when you do, <coughs> you invite your friends for a meal, out of happiness you serve. Not for happiness. If you do and then you know, see I did three extra items. They didn't even appreciate it. Because you did for happiness. And one particular salad leaves, you went all the way to organic cafe. Even for your family, you have not bought that expensive. For this group, you got it. They didn't even uh, appreciate it. For happiness, you'll be, in a, you'll be in trouble. Out of happiness, you do. Anything and, anything and everything out of happiness. You, Ayurveda says, a meal which is cooked out of happiness, served out of happiness, most healthy. Can you imagine? Ayurveda highlights a meal which is cooked out of happiness. Served out of happiness. Most healthy for your system. <coughs> you may go to a five-star restaurant. They may serve you. For happiness, Valentine's Day. Uh, salt is little more. Gone. Uh, it's so easy. Out of happiness. The attitude you portray out of happiness. You are attending a lecture out of happiness. Not for happiness. Today's lecture I didn't derive that much. Last week's lecture I learned more. Because, <laughs> you know, for something, not out of something. Bringing up children out of happiness. Not for happiness. If you do that for happiness, there will be a stage where you would say, look here, so much I have done, look what you are doing to me. For happiness. If you are bringing up your children out of happiness, even if they make a mistake, but it's okay. You know, sometimes you learn through mistakes, it's fine. Out of happiness. If you are doing for happiness, it will be a barter system over a period of time. The same with John Kennedy. What was his words? Don't ask what the country did for you, but what you can do for the country. The other day, that's why I said, out of happiness, not for happiness. In a relationship, husband and wife are there out of happiness, not for happiness. I doing, I did this for you so that you'll be happy. Whether you're happy or not, I did out of happiness. And it's, it's a different thought process. The next, other simple aspects, the positive attitudes, being punctual, being clean. There are being late is an attitude for some. They are not even aware. Late for anything and everything. And being punctual is an attitude. You know, my, my master, all his lecture starts on time. Punctual. 6.30 means 6.30. He would be there in the venue by 6 o'clock. Whether in a, how many are attended, how many are gathered or not, he will be there at 6 o'clock with 6.30. 6.30 means 6.30. Being punctual is an attitude. Being clean is an attitude. 
the Gita beautifully portrays. If you are not aware of the external cleanliness, external dirt around you, how will you be aware of the internal dirt in the form of desires? If you are not aware of the external dirt around you, how will you be aware of the internal dirt in the form of desires? That's why they said cleanliness is next to godliness. I am not talking about those who are fanatically attached to cleanliness. Cleanliness as an attitude. Grace as an attitude. Excellence as an attitude. If it is, if you are, if you are functioning and if it is from your desk, it should be, it, there should be some excellence to it. That's what uh, Steve Jobs said. If it is a product from my company, there should be an excellence to it. And he did uh, follow it to the T. You can make out an Apple product from other product. If it is a product from my company, packing onwards, it should be, there should, there should be excellence marked in it, he said. <laughs> excellence is an attitude you portray. Mediocrity is an attitude you portray. Anything is fine. Anything is fine. See, in one state in India, predominantly they were 90. You know that uh, 90, I don't know whether it, Nighty is one attire, you don't need to iron, you don't need to daytime, any part of the day they wear nighty. It is an attitude. I don't know whether other parts of the world it exists, nighty. Any shape it's, it is one kind of an attire. I, I saw it, I had a neighbor, I have never seen her in any other attire but nighty. Once I, she was going for a get to party and other thing, I just walked past, she said hello, hello. I, first time I recognized her in any other attire. For two years I have seen only in 90. Daytime, afternoon, evening, every day. It's not 90, it's, an, it's a sleep wear. Am I right? Sleep wear. You wear it all the time, along while sleeping. Attitude. Huh? For walking. <laughs> there are some, they use for walking as well. Hey, that's taking it to another level. I mean, what an attitude. I mean, their attitude is careless. Don't bother what others think. No ego at all. Another important attitude we need to develop is the attitude of gratitude. If you are if not anything else, the attitude of gratitude which you develop which is essential, without which no other attitudes works for you. Attitude of gratitude for all that you have received till now and all that you are going to receive till the time you are going to be there. I am telling you, till the time you are there, nature will be benevolent to you. Nature will be benevolent. It has no choice. Nature functions in a, in a choiceless state of being benevolent to one and all. Till such time you exist, nature would be benevolent. See, nature is benevolent, benevolent right now. That's the reason we are sitting and discussing. Ten seconds, it forgets its benevolence. <laughs> You'll be somewhere, I'll be somewhere. Ten seconds, it can, uh, it can forget its. It says, "Look here, I want to take some rest." Uh, Ten seconds, gone. Nature is benevolent from to you and to everyone all the time. 
That's why I say you can never repay the benevolence of various sources you have. Therefore, one attitude you by force, if you ask me, you have no choice but to develop is an attitude of gratitude for all that you have received till now and all that you will be receiving till the time you are there. Never miss out on this quality, this attitude of gratitude. That's why in simple terms, if you find it difficult to develop gratitude, just what they, in simple terms they say, count your blessings. Count your blessings. There's a, there's a quote, I had no shoes and complained until I met a man who had no feet. I had no shoes and complained until I met a man who had no feet. This attitude of gratitude, it should be a constant factor. And whoever has it is benefited. Whoever lacks it. In fact, we discussed on ingratitude a whole class. Whole class. Ingratitude. So you have no idea what ingratitude does to an individual. And this attitude of gratitude. If you ask me, I can go on for another another half a day on just this quality. You know, what all ways we can be grateful? What all ways? I mean, there is no way to be ungrateful. There are a million ways to be grateful. If only you have the open-mindedness and the clarity in thinking. There are a million ways to be grateful. There is no way to be ungrateful. Therefore, through all these positive attitudes, you are the biggest beneficiary. You are the biggest beneficiary. With all the negative attitudes, you are the biggest sufferer. Complaining, tiredness, being pessimistic, considering time, distance as a problem. By having all the negative, negative attitudes, you are the biggest sufferer. And by inculcating all positive attitudes, you are the greatest beneficiary. Greatest beneficiary. You benefit first, then the world benefits. So, to recap, attitude is the way you see things and beings in the world. If you, by improving the attitude, in, by improving your attitude, you improve the quality of your life. Number two. Number three, without changing anything outside. It's a very important point. Noted. Without changing anything outside, with, a, with a, a change within you, everything about your life changes. Without changing anything from outside, with a, with a little change within you in the form of a positive attitude, everything about your life changes. Then you would consider your life as a divine blessing, as a monumental opportunity to raise yourself to such an extent that like Shakespeare says, here is a man. Here is a man. Just to be a man. And woman. Not just man. You have a monumental, you gift yourself that monumental opportunity to live up to the prestige and grandeur of a human being. As a result, the world looks up to you and in spite of everything, the person portrayed the most positive attitude. In spite of everything, they portrayed the positive attitude. So the positive attitudes are 
being optimistic graceful being graceful aligning your thoughts words and deeds having hope and faith your wealth and work as a blessing love as an attitude when i say love as an attitude what is the attitude of love it is sorry correct you are an embodiment of love and your love is independent of whether other love you or not doesn't matter they hate me it's okay that's that is their choice my choice is to be loving and my choice will always be one of loving i tell you even if you meet your ex in case there is an ex with all the love you would meet and she would feel so annoyed what a what an opportunity i lost what an opportunity i lost vishnu inda vishleva see if your your attitude is one of loving and in case nothing agitates the next than this how <laughs> how come vishnu uh, is laughing so much here <laughs> it is uh, if you portray that I and mean, it's not you are not portraying because they will get upset that's your nature love is your nature independent of what others are and what others will be i tell you that's when you have a genuine smile in your face till such time at smiling will be an air hostess attitude Welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome. Sometimes they are not even. Nobody is there. They are uh, smiling. <coughs> Especially full flight, they are agitated. Pass. Full flight, they are going to be tortured. These fellows are going to trouble us. Very less passengers. Very happy. They can also sit and relax. Yeah. Not that smile. I'm talking not an air hostess smile. Dorothy will get annoyed. She works for the airports. you can't talk like that about our hostess as long as dorothy has the smile is enough so love as an attitude having hope and faith i tell you certain attitudes you have to portray you have to develop hope and faith being graceful in thought word and deed love happiness as an attitude you do everything and not for happiness never see the moment you do for happiness there is an expectation you know filled into it and at times your expectation may not be met therefore you there's a potential to be unhappy if i am doing out of happiness out of that's my it's when I, when i give a lecture it's out of absolute joy and pleasure not for something then i'll be the most agitated person so many lectures i have done nobody talks about me they talk about the food which is served here what food i tell you see nobody see such a ego trashing for me pulak gets all the uh, praise the way he takes care of the guests doesn't he speaks few words he gets all the praise i i scream for an hour and a half next i will look i will think whether i can come next week you get something as an extra 
<laughs> I'm joking, I'm just telling you, you know, he would come till the door, he will see you till the, till the car leaves, he is there. You know, I said, fine. <laughs> I come here before Pulak comes. <laughs> so, it is joking, but you know, that shows the quality of a host, that's all. That's their, in Sanskrit we call bhavana, their attitude. So, that is in short on attitudes. Uh, attitude resolution, I thought we should make. The attitude resolution is, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. I choose to live by choice, not by chance. I choose to make changes, not excuses. I choose to be motivated, not being manipulated. I choose to be useful, not being used by others. I choose to excel, not compete. I choose to listen to my inner voice and, and not the random opinion of others. That's the attitude resolution. <coughs> I thought, I mean, I picked up somewhere, but I little bit tweeted here and there so that you know, it may suit us or it may inspire us. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. I thought it was a fabulous quote. It is similar to what Swami Ramatirtha highlighted. He said, Reforming the world is like straightening a dog's tail. Reforming the world is like straightening a dog's tail. Self-transformation is essential rather than reformation of the world. He, he, you know, he wrote this truth 120 years ago. <laughs> Still, it makes absolute sense. Reforming the world is like straightening a dog's tail. Self-transformation is essential rather than reformation of the world. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. That's the attitude. <laughs> that doesn't mean you should not uh, reform the world. You should, but you change yourself. I choose to live by choice, not by chance. I choose to make changes, not excuses. One quality I, I brought in and I strictly follow. I don't want to give any excuses if I've done a mistake. By any amount of excuses I give, it doesn't convert a wrong into a right. Something I if I failed, I failed. I don't want to give excuses for why I failed. Because of market reasons, because of this, because of that. No. I failed, I failed, I learn a lesson from it and move on. It's a, it's a lesson I firmly understood and implemented. And as a result, I, it has helped me to improve. I choose to make changes, not excuses. And in your, in your work life, if that, that is a factor you are able to factor in. You are willing to make changes, not excuses. Not giving excuses, the why this happened, why that happened. That's a simple reason. Any amount of excuses will not make a wrong into a right. Could be in relationships. 
could be any aspect any amount of excuses will not make a wrong into a right then, then what are you trying we understood some time back and i made a mistake admit i made a mistake i made a it's a blunder it is a mistake i can give excuse but i don't want i don't want to give excuses and i'll 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 learn from it i'll move on i'll be motivated never manipulated if you ask me you cannot motivate anyone then what are you doing then you may ask me i can only create an avenue an environment where people get motivated by themselves i cannot motivate anybody no one can motivate anyone but we can create an environment where people motivate themselves you work in a company like apple or google the environment helps you to motivate yourself it can i'm saying no one can motivate anyone if you say is a great motivational speaker he he or she is but what they do is they they are able, they have the potential to create a, an atmosphere where people motivate themselves it is like the peacock talking to me i mean peacock literally conveying a message it created an environment which it motivated me me dancing is a everyday incident you watching me dance is a rare accident whether you watch me or not i will continue to dance whatever your nature pursue it to excel and not to compete to excel if you excel in whatever you're doing you don't need to worry about competition i remember certain when they are asking steve jobs whether you want to start something like google because google came up with android and said we are not competing with google he said we want to make the world's best product that's all he said we are not getting into search business that's their that's their forte i am not portraying a person but i am just highlighting see you you choose to excel and not compete because the more you start comp- if competition is what you are focusing on you start focus you start thinking like a competitor and you start losing the core values of your organization of your qualities and then slowly your organization will dwindle could be an organization or an individual you are competing with another person you are trying to do what another person is trying to do rather than what you are your core competency is and that you miss out and ultimately you will find you are not being that productive so to excel and not to compete to listen to my at any stage to listen to my inner voice that little bird which directs me to the right thing in in life and not to the random opinion of others if all this puts if all this you inculcate you have the value systems and these value systems will help you to develop the the positive attitudes in life and with positive attitudes in life the most difficult challenges you can overcome and you would experience peace tranquility and possibly what these masters highlighted as enlightenment think about it thank you very much